Hello, travelers, and welcome to another episode of Mandatory Side Quests. Today, today we've actually got a topic of discussion, pre-written and everything. I know, right? Oh, hang on, wait, no, pretend, pretend, acknowledge the conceit. Uh, hello, travelers, you should come and sit down by this fire and get yourself a jug of mead and blah blah blah. It's a fantasy setting. Yep. Yep. Conceit acknowledged. <laughs> really committed to that bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll get into it in a bit, but today we're actually discussing something related to the conceit, too. Talking about wizards. We're up for some quality whizbiz today. He's been making that joke consistently for like the past two days. It's been one day. Every single time. You're always just like, hey, do you want to do this recording? We're going to talk some whizbiz. And I'm like, okay. Karina, Karina, say whizbiz. Whizbiz. See? Wasn't that fun? Uh, Don't pretend like you didn't think that was fun to say. Whatever, I've heard the shit you laugh at. I have never admitted that I had, like, good taste, okay? Farts. <laughs> as long as they're not me. I hope everyone heard that genuine laugh reaction from her to just the very <laughs> idea of farts. Not that anyone farted, just that <laughs> farts are a thing that exists in general. Shut up! And yet you, like, complain so bad about any show that you think is going to be fart jokes. Because it's not funny when it's used as, like, a fucking, like, the entirety of the joke. But if I fart right really that would be a, hilarious. Are you really going to pick apart things that I genuinely do and do not enjoy in children's programming? Pick apart your You parts. bringing up this hypocrisy is not going to make me enjoy those shows anymore. We don't watch those shows, so that's fine. Exactly. Despite your continued belief that The Simpsons is nothing but fart jokes. It's like 50% fart jokes. Name one fart joke they've done on that show. Bart? In general? Like, every other fucking word out of his mouth? What? Name one. He's a kid. It happens. And when has he ever made a fart joke? Probably at some point. You've not paid attention to a single episode we have watched, have you? Paid attention to a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, before we get into an angry diatribe about Karina's lack of appreciation... Of our generation's greatest animated series. Yeah, she's waving her hand at me dismissively. Alright, it's time for the segment that we do. Did you remember to think of answers for the segment? I feel like you didn't. I feel like you forgot what the segment was. Yeah, kind of. Even though I told you, like, earlier today. Karina, what's up with you? What's what's up with me? Um, The Mandalorian chapter in SWOTOR came out. That was fun. It wasn't... Amazing, but it was genuinely fun, and I played it first on my character who romanced Torian Kadera, and it was adorable. It's got a really nice area, which got has been unlocked from one of the scum and villainy uh, flashpoints, which is fun. I'm just really excited to get Torian back. He was always, like, you know, one of my top five favorite companions. Is there supposed to be more than that? I don't know. Do you have more to say than that? It's finally cold. Yay! Yeah, pretty, uh, well, it's finally winter. It's winter weather. It's winter, and, uh, it's June. Yes, that's long that's, enough. that's when winter starts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, on, like it, it, it's only been winter in, like, the last week. It's only been winter for the last three days. Like, cold, in general. Yeah. Cold, you mean. Not winter. It's such a pedantic, stupid little thing! Yes, that's what I mean! Yes! That's it. Okay. Now you need to ask me what's up with me, because that's how the segment works. Hey, what's up with you?
I'm probably going to say Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was thinking about saying either Attack on Titan or Clever Man, but we've only watched eight episodes of Attack on Titan and one episode of Clever Man. And they're good so far, but I don't want to commit to saying they're good in case they get crap. I mean, you know, I might have I might have recommended Tomorrow When the War Began after that first episode, but I don't think I would after watching the full six. So the point. The point is Brooklyn Nine-Nine's a good show. It is. It is a sitcom about police. It reminds me a lot of Scrubs in terms of tone, and I guess just because it's a single-camera sitcom with cutaway gags. I think single-camera is the correct term. It isn't a multi-camera show. It's not like one of the shows, like How I Met Your Mother, where it's set up like they're on a stage. You know what I'm talking about, Karina? Mm-hmm. Like they're on a stage and there's basically camera one and camera two. Mm-hmm. There's one of those shows where there's a camera and they actually take it into sets and point it at places in directions. It's got the guy from the yelling ads in it. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Old Spice deodorant or whatever it is. Yeah, it's not the Old Spice guy, though. It's, it's not the Old Spice guy. It's the it's other the guy. It's the guy that they got to do the it's deodorant. Power deodorant. Something. Fuck, it's the guy who crashes through the wall on the jet ski on the gifts. It's me! That one. Okay, I don't remember him saying that. Okay. His name's Terry Crews. Yes. It also has one of the white guys from Lonely Island. Which white guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one of them. One of the white nerds. And my favorite character, Rosa. Yeah. I don't know what she's from. She's so fucking cool. I love her. You just like her because she's emotionally... I was going to say maladjusted. <laughs> she's emotionally unavailable and unfeeling. She's very feeling. Most of her feelings are anger. Yes. We all know about you and your types. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's Karina. What's down with you? That's such a terrible segment title. What's down with you? Um... I'm feeling really sick, mostly. Yeah, you got that going on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to elaborate or not on this podcast. Uh, well, I had a cold, which kind of sucked. And then, um, pro tip for, like, anyone who, like, you know, wants to start, you know, taking birth control, don't skip more than a day, because even if you skip a day, it sucks, but if you skip two days, it really sucks. Yeah, didn't you skip, like, three days? Something like that, yeah. Well, that's why you gotta remember to go to the doctor. Well, I didn't fucking realize I didn't have another sheet. I did not do it on purpose. What's up with that needing a doctor's prescription anyway? I I think it's fucking stupid, honestly. I feel like birth control should just be something that you can get over the counter. Listeners, if you know why birth control isn't a thing you can get over the counter, write to us at our email address. Which <laughs> do you not remember it? Is asknightsofpodcast at gmail.com. I remembered it. For real though, if you know why you need a fucking doctor's, like, prescription to buy goddamn birth control pills, like, you don't even need a doctor's note to buy codeine. And you can make meth out of codeine. Hey, what's (laughs) down with you? I was just about to prompt you. Hold on. Fuck, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. I couldn't actually think of a good one. I'm gonna say Dangerous Liaisons. It's a movie. It's got Uma Thurman and Nicole Kidman and John Malkovich in it, and I hated it. I hate it so much. It is a movie about fucking upper-class twits being all like, let's ruin this girl's life for fun. 
it was a garbage movie and it made me pretty mad to watch. I was really glad I checked out of it and just started playing my 3DS by the end of it. I don't know. I'm I am still unemployed and that still sucks. Job search requirements suck. Man, I got to the point where I gave up on even um when you do a job search online. I stopped even bothering to put in those subcategories. I'm just showing me like just show me every job in Brisbane. They're still mostly call center jobs. Yeah. Oh well, enough of that. It's time for the whiz biz. Okay, you start. Okay, first. Okay, well, first of all, why do you like wizards? I like wizards because literally every single time I play a game where wizards are involved, I am the one who likes standing in the back and chucking around massive amounts of damage. Okay. Do you have any non-game reasons why you like wizards? I like magic. Magic's cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Magic's cool. <laughs> magic's cool. And wizards are wise and secretive. They're mysterious. Or douchebags. <laughs> Only one of the ones I wrote down is. <laughs> I'm thinking of Dragon Age Origins here. Oh, I was thinking of Snape. <laughs> okay, let's run down a list of wizards. Let's talk. Let's talk some wizards. Okay, number one wizard, and I think we're about to uh, both reveal ourselves as being tragically poorly read when it comes to the classics. Merlin! Okay, first of all, do either of us know anything about Merlin outside of the Disney animated film The Sword in the Stone? I also know a bit about him uh, because I think he's also referenced in terms of the man in black in uh, Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. You talk about Merlin's rainbow. I'm also talking about Merlin. Yeah, I can't. I can't fucking remember if Merlin and Martin are the, are the same person or not. Probably are, honestly. I don't know. I don't really remember. I'm familiar with Merlin probably from episodes of children's cartoons where they travel back in time to Art Ye Arthur days. I was gonna ask you your opinions on Merlin, but I don't think I of us really have opinions on Merlin because we don't know jack shit about Merlin. Yeah. He's got a big beard and a pointy hat. Like, what's Merlin from originally? The Arthurian legends. Oh. Oh, okay. Like, he's the dude that hangs out with Merlin. Right. I mean, Arthur. Arthur, yeah. I know, like, uh, I don't know Merlin, like, Arthurian tales very well. I'm more familiar with, you know, like, the Lady in the Lake and, like, shit like that. I'm not even sure what he does in the Arthurian legends beyond generally be around and be a wizard. He's a wizard. He probably gives cryptic advice and fucking quest items. I can tell you that... When King Arthur was a boy, he turned him into a sparrow, and then he turned him into a squirrel, <coughs> and then he turned him into a fish. And then a turtle, I think, as well. No. Merlin turns himself into a turtle when he's having a cool wizard duel with the witch. The bit, yeah. The who's witch. probably Morgana? Probably. I don't know. Look, that was a reference to Sword in the Stone. Merlin's a wizard. He's kind of the wizard wizard. He's a cliche wizard, and by cliche, I guess I mean the original. Yeah. It's a fun fact about wizards, Karina. Did you know that wizard means wise ard? He's one who is wise. Um. You're not having enough fun at this fun fact. Okay. Here's another fun fact. The only t word I have ever heard the term ard used in ever is drunkard. Oh, yeah. A wizard is a wise ard, like a drunk is a drunk ard. Yeah. I don't think the word ard is used in any other capacity anymore. Yeah. That's the end of the fun fact segment. Yep. I don't got no more fun facts about wizards. Me either. Okay, let's go to the next wizard, who's basically Merlin Plus. He's like Super Merlin. Scandalf! 
Isn't Gandalf basically an angel? Yeah, he's something. Like, wizards are a big deal in Lord of the Rings. Wizards, I vaguely remember that. From my memory, and then I looked up the wiki entry for Lord of the Rings wizards, and I was like, oh, fuck this. It's just got details for, like, five fucking ages. But I think it's in, in Lord of the Rings, there's God, and then God made some angels, and then some angels made wizards and sent them into the world to do shit. I haven't read the Silmarillion in a very, very long time. I read it in high school, and I'm never going to touch it ever again. <laughs> Fuck that. But, like, wizards are basically supposed to be, like, one of the most baller things, like, in Middle-earth, like, right? Like, they're basically a celestial race. And there's only... Seven? Seven of them. Or nine of them, or however many. Well, there's Sauron. There's Gandalf. There's two other ones that are there's, the blue. There's Radagast. The brown. And then there's a bunch of others that don't do anything in Lord of the Rings. There's, there's two random wizards that are both the same rank, and I think they might be the blue. Who we never see ever. Yeah, you never see the other ones do anything. And I have no idea if there are actually more than that. Like, maybe there's only five wizards. I don't remember. The real weird came from heaven to do shit for god wizards. Sure. Gandalf is baller. He gets an awesome level up. When he gets to be the white, where he gets, like, his fucking prestige class, he and loses, then he, like, kicks ass. He loses his hat, though. Yeah. He loses his cool wizard hat. Probably doesn't look as good in white. I think it's straight- I think he straightens his hair out, though. Yeah, it does go from being, like, a little bit curly to, like, like you know, like, perfect, like, think, elven sheen. I think when, well, Gandalf upgrades to the white, he fucking washes his hair, <laughs> puts a comb through it, ditches his scraggly hat. That's so iconic, though. I like Gandalf. Yeah. Wise. He's a cool dude. And he kicks ass. Literally. Yeah, the thing about... Well, like, Gandalf actually goes around and, like, fucking fights bitches. I mean... He kills the goddamn Balrog! I I guess, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, they gotta make wizards balanced. But the thing about video games and Dungeons and Dragons and all that shit, when they're ripping off Lord of the Rings, they forget that Gandalf was also a really good fighter. Yeah. Like, he's fucking right there showing the shoulder sword. of Aragorn. He has a sword! A magic sword! He has a sword that has a fucking prop that you can probably buy in, like, you know, those catalogs. Yeah. You buy it at sword stores. Y'all. In the movie, he was fight- he was dual wielding. Yeah, he also had a- like, he was swinging around his, like, his- Stuff. And he wasn't even doing magic with it. He was just hitting people with it, because he's a big yeah, stick. He would do magic with it sometimes. Like, he stuck a crystal in it, and he made shit glow, and- I think in Lord- I think in Lord of the Rings of the movies, Gandalf does... Four spells. He makes it glow when they go into Moria. He makes lightning or something, doesn't he? Like when he's fighting the Balrog? He blocks one of the Balrog's attacks. Oh. He makes like a shield then. Yeah, he does some sort of blocky shieldy thing and stuff. He shines a big beam of light at the um, dinosaurs that the Nazgul spy on to chase them away. Fell beasts. And in the extended edition, he shoots one fireball at Saruman. <laughs> Oh, I guess he also, they kind of have that forced fight. Gandalf and Saruman. Oh, yeah. They just kind of point their staffs at each other and they fall backwards. Yeah. He doesn't, that, that, that's basically space wizards. He doesn't exactly of... do a lot of flashy magic. No, he doesn't. I guess he can count his fireworks. But I don't know if they're magic the or just incredibly good fireworks. No, yeah, I don't think the fireworks are magic. I think that they're just super cool. Then again, one of them became the perfect form of a dragon, which actually flew and swooped around like a bird. Well, he's not doing the magic. Like, maybe the fireworks are magical, but he wasn't, like, performing magic when they were exploding. Gandalf, solid dude. 
That's the dude you want in your corner. More of a, bra- a plus. more of a brawler than your D and D wizard. Yeah, he he took a couple of ranks in uh you know in warrior. Took like one level in wizard and then just took the rest in fighter. <laughs> he just took like all the base stats of wizard. Yep. He seems to have like a magic missile and light. Yeah, <laughs> shield. Yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty pretty basic spells. Apparently in the books, I don't remember this because I haven't read them since high school. Because well, I tried once; they're incredibly dry. Apparently he was meant to have eyebrows that came out beyond the rim of his hat. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, they decided that uh they didn't want to be that book accurate. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think about Radagast? He's got that bird poo in his hair. I don't enjoy it. Oh no, I think they claim it's lichen or something. Looks a lot like bird poo to me. It Whatever it is, it's disgusting, and I honestly don't like looking at him. I remember that guy being kind of fun, but I mean also... Those movies are long, and I don't want to watch them again. <laughs> Movies are too long. I like Gandalf better, either way. You like Saruman? Saruman's cool, but I still like Gandalf better. I don't know if I do like Saruman, or if I do... He's a cool character. Like, I don't like him, but he's a good character. I don't know if I like Saruman, or if I just like Christopher Lee. Because, I mean, Christopher Lee kills it in that role. Yeah. (laughs) Saruman, otherwise... Oh, I guess he's the... I don't know, I guess he He's rep- like the mini-boss. I guess he represents people that are like, uh, fuck it, I'm just gonna join up with evil, because that's easier. He's like, he's the mini-boss. I feel like in a modern version of that story, he would have gotten more sympathetic writing or something? Probably. Maybe not sympathetic, but there would have been more kind of seeing where he's coming from. Probably. But that's not the kind of book World Rings is. No. <laughs> eh, I guess it's not meant to be. He created orcs, though. Mm. No. He created half- Orakai. I knew they had a word. Aren't they basically orcs? They're like half orcs, half man. Oh, because they can run around in the daylight, because that's supposed to be a thing, that orcs oh. can't, they hate going out in the sun. Oh. The movies from memory are pretty cavalier about that, honestly. <laughs> cool. Gandalf, we like him. I'm going to put him as not top wizard. He's my favorite wizard. Okay, now there's another wizard that is, uh... <coughs> I guess it's a wizard you like if you're a certain age. Do you want to guess who the wizard is? Well, I'm staring directly at your list. Well, then I guess you don't have to guess. It's Dumbledore! Do you like Dumbledore? I like Dumbledore, but I fully acknowledge that he's also, like, you know, like a crazy, like, manipulative, kooky, like, underhanded bastard. But I also like Dumbledore because, you know, I grew up with Harry Potter. And I, like, bowled my fucking eyes out when he died in the books. I have no particular feelings about Dumbledore, except in the later movies. I read them when I was in my late teens. Whereas I read them when I was like 10. Harry Potter's alright. I don't mind it, but I got no attachment particularly to the characters. Dumbledore just seems like less good Gandalf. I mean, like with... For a start, he doesn't even have a hat. Yeah, like, kind of in terms of Harry Potter specifically, the fact that literally everyone is magic kind of makes magic less the focus and it's more kind of about like the people well obviously but merlin's not really good a good example because we have no fucking idea what he does (laughs) maybe he puts the sword in the stone i don't know maybe (laughs) he wasn't in monty python and the holy grail so i don't know yeah kind of um but like with dumbledore and like kind of harry potter in general the way that I'm thinking about it, at least. It's not necessarily so much, like... Oh, this is really difficult to explain. Being a magical world is kind of more 
a setting necessarily than a focus because Harry Potter kind of more revolves around like how Harry deals with this kooky crazy like psychotically evil villain and all of the adults in his life that make everything worse because Harry Potter kind of also touches a bit on like you know political sabotage and like different like mythological races which kind of semi sort of not really I guess like had like cause Snape and being like a Death Eater and everything like that like it was a lot about like like weird conformity and stuff like that so when I think about Harry Potter I don't necessarily think so much yeah everyone's a wizard so much as I think like about the characters yeah I do like those wizards in general more than I like any particular wizard although I like those wizards at a distance Harry Potter is a lot like Star Wars in that if you start looking closely at anything, the whole fucking thing falls apart. Yeah. I fully acknowledge that Star Wars is like, you know, fucking... Makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> it's an adventure story for children. Yeah. It's not meant to make sense. Harry Potter is, oh man, all this recent world building she's been doing. Like, that's not great. It's been a bit iffy. Yeah, all the stuff with the Native American wizards and... Mm. And the African wizards. Even without getting into any, I don't know, cultural appropriation or whatever. I, the, the African wizards were the only ones I really read about. And then it's like, oh yeah, African wizard's specialty is wandless magic. Wandless magic is supposed to be incredibly fucking difficult. Yeah, the books made it out to be the most biggest deal there is. And then apparently it's like, nah, all the African wizards can just do it. Because, like, not even fucking Voldemort or Dumbledore really did wandless magic because their magic is less powerful without one. See, and then you start accepting those African wizards, and it's like, wait, do all the English wizards just suck? Where the fuck were all these amazingly can-do-wandless-magic African wizards in this whole Voldemort thing? Yeah, because once... Did they just not care? Kind of even worse, once you start kind of bringing the rest of the world into the idea of Harry Potter, you kind of have to consider their place in the history of humanity. Yeah. Which also raises a lot of questions. Yeah, once you kind of start... African wizards, you have to like, what was the role of African wizards in muggle slave trade? Like, right? Yeah, like, how do you write that off? I think the best way is to never go anywhere near that subject in your story about witches for children. Yeah, just, like... Just keep it to the boarding school. There's a reason all those fucking books, all the battles end up happening in that one boarding school. Keep it to the boarding school. Don't go outside. Like, Harry Potter is definitely the kind of thing where it is, like, perfectly enjoyable, but you can't think about it too deeply because it's full of fucking holes. Yeah. Christ. The magic itself is full of just fucking holes. Just introducing the French wizards and the Bulgarian wizards was... You know what's even worse is when they introduced um, devices that can turn back time. That's such a big... <laughs> universe-altering thing, and it only comes up in that one book, and only for trivial reasons. And, like, why wouldn't you use that to, like, stop someone from dying? Or, like, stop an assassination from happening? Or, I even think there was a dumb little comic written about this when no, Half-Blood um, Prince first came out or something. It's how it should have ended. Oh, okay. Where they just do the thing where Snape just turns the time turner Yes, for, like, like 60 bajillion times. And then just goes back and, like, fucking kills baby Voldemort. Or, like, teenage, well, like, Tom Ritt, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you take advantage of don't, time magic at literally every turn? Don't introduce time travel if you're not prepared to address it in feature plots. Yeah. 
Okay, so going back to Gandalf, actually kind of related to that time travel. He, to me, he's very much like a plot device more than a character. Wait, who? Dumbledore. Oh. It's like, yeah, here's my... He's ma- more of a quest giver. Here's my magic phoenix that I have. Here's, uh, here's some clues. Here's some things. I like him in the later movies when he's a conniving, plotting, manipulative dick who's still the good guy. Because that seems to me more interesting than, I'm the kindly old grandpa. Have some chocolate frogs. Yeah, it is. Like, that, he's definitely that... more interesting as someone who is conniving and plotting. Oh, let me defend myself. Because I don't want to just be the guy who's like, I like Dumbledore when he's dark and edgy. <laughs> I may just like that Dumbledore because I like those movies better. I like the second actor better. Maybe it's just the way he plays it. But also I think it's because the kids have become better actors by then. And the movies are better. They may have no colors in them. But I really like that the later movies stopped having things for the sake of having things. The first couple movies have a lot of like, oh, let's have a whole Quidditch game so we can show off how good Quidditch affects. They're not that good these guys. These days, guys, they didn't hold hold up super great. You know, like here's here's a lingering shot of the moving stairs and ghosts. Well, I think because by then you've already seen the first couple of movies too. Yeah, but also in the first ones they're kind of like, show sure, look at this crazy magic world. And then the later ones they're like, okay, let's plot. It's like, all right, well, the kooky magic shit isn't actually endearing anymore because Wizard Hitler has taken over the government. Also, none of it's important. No. I think Five still had that book that wanted to eat. Stop taking my blankets. You've got your own blanket. I'm not taking it off you. It's funny. She's trying to take my blankets away, listeners. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk any more about Harry Potter wizards? Because I also had Snape written down. Snape. Snape is cool. He, again, he's one of those characters where, like, you can't really think too deeply about his motivation because I... then it's incredibly fucking creepy. I like him more than Dumbledore. Because he's got more character than Dumbledore. But he is also incredibly fucking creepy. Oh my god, he kind of falls apart in that last book, hey? Like, the whole thing with Lily is... God! Up she until... marries James Potter and has a kid with him. And I think that... I'm pretty... Like, maybe not in the movie, but at least in the book, I'm pretty sure. She does establish, like, Cerberus, I think of you as a friend. Like, I think of you as, like, one of my best friends. And yes, I acknowledge that, like, you know, oh, it's not that easy to, like, get over someone that you love, but... It's 60 fucking years, Snape. Yeah, like, it's been so long, I feel like that kind of obsession should have at least kind of faded to a point where it's less that kind of, like, oh, I loved her, and more just a... I did love her, and now I feel obligated to, like, you know, protect her son. Yeah. Up until the last book, Snape, I think, has an interesting... Like, he starts off as, I'm a cartoon villain. Oh, God, yeah. I'm played by... <laughs> He's fantastic. I'm played by Alan Rickman. That's how much of a cartoon villain I am. I play by Alan Rickman, and that literally carries my entire characterization. And then you kind of get <laughs> to the, like, he hates Harry because Harry's a fucking celebrity, and, you know. Yeah. And then you actually get the stuff about how Harry's dad was a bullying shithead. Yeah, he was who, a fuck. Who harassed him daily. Yeah. Like, yeah, he and everyone else in the fucking world apparently fucking adores, you know, James Potter. And he's like, no, he was a horrible person. Maybe he, you know, improved later in life. But to me, he's always the guy who just harassed me and tormented me. 
that, I mean, and that's I, fine. That's we have no proof that James ever really apologized to him. So you know. Yeah, and even if he did, Snape doesn't have to forgive him. No. Yeah. Like victims don't have to accept the apology, like, even may- if you change. Maybe he would play nice purely just because maybe Lily would be like. Like Cerberus, please. I want to have both of you in my life, but I doubt that that ever happened. But then, but oh, God. it's fine. He's interesting. He's got decent, if not good, motivations. He's got understandable. Interesting. Mo- he's got understandable motivations for why he treats Harry so shitty. His obsession with Lily is just fucking. Creepy, and then book though. seven, it's like, oh no, he's just a creeper who's obsessed with Harry's mom. Yeah. It's, that makes him a bad wizard. <laughs> I like McGonagall, but she's not a wizard. McGonagall's fucking awesome. She's a witch, and we're not doing... We're not having a witch bitch. Hey. We're not having a witch bitch session? We're having a whiz biz. Fine. Talk about witches a different day. All right. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about witches. It's pretty much Granny Weatherwax and, I don't know, cartoon Halloween witches. That green witch from Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> Are there any other Harry Potter wizards worth talking about? Do you think Hagrid is a wizard? No. No, he's... he's, he's He's a groundskeeper with a magic umbrella. I liked Mad Eye Moody. Well, that was mostly just because he's a grumpy fuck. I want to know more about the fucking FBI wizards or whatever they are. Oh yeah. Auditor, auditors. Uh, auditors. Or, or I don't know how to Auroras? pronounce it. It looks like the word Aurora. That's all I can tell you. I want to know more about them. I want to know more. I want to know more about the Harry Potter world, but I don't want it to actually fucking step outside of England and try to involve other cultural society stuff because uh i don't think rowan's good at that just stick to your weird little magic england and your cartoon french girls and your cult and your cartoon bulgarians okay the next wizards i have written down are just well wizards i like the faculty oh the faculty are great i just like the faculty as like one kind of like ambiguous like mob oh they're a character as themselves yeah I don't know if I have a lot to say about Discworld Wizards. I mean, Discworld started as a parody of, you know, high fantasy. I think that's the reason they're all, you know, bumbling and kind of doddering to parody the kind of wise wizards. And they barely ever do magic ever. Oh, they almost never do magic. Yeah. The wizards are mostly a parody of academia. Mm, nothing gets done. Yeah. They're great, but I guess in, term- in the larger terms of wizards, I don't have a lot to say about them. They're funny, which they're funny and they're entertaining, they're, but they don't really, you They're know. the funny trope of the bumbling group who will ineffectually argue about things. It's very, it's a very British trope. Yeah, and you know, Rincewind is kind of, the ca- he's a coward, so yeah. I mean, what really? Like, in terms of magic, the witches are infinitely more interesting in Discworld. Well, that's because they actually get Accomplish more... things? Yeah, ma- and even then, their magic's... I want to say kind of airy-fairy. Headology. I like it because it's very kind of almost metaphorical. Well, headology is psychology. <laughs> well, no, but same difference. I like it for that for that reason. Like, it's yeah. almost kind of more crazily interpretive. Yeah. Like, it's how I kind of imagine, like, if you had a power that was, for example, controlling fire. Yeah, you could throw around fireballs all day long, but if you thought about it really deeply and really carefully, you could probably utilize something like controlling fire. To be something much more interesting and much more dangerous. Like, just like purely controlling heat, controlling light. Like, you could take that idea of one thing and make it really, like, cra- like crazy and, like, interpretive and, like, really big. 
And like that's kind of like how the witches are for me in terms of magic. They take something that's such a simple concept, but it turns or it ends up becoming something that's so much bigger than that idea that it's almost scary. I enjoy that. That's very interesting to me. Even then, it happens once at the end of the books, of each book. They very rarely actually do actual magic. Yeah. Apart from, like, flying, which is whatever. I think it's more that the brooms are enchanted, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's making. Witch magic in this world is much more... It's, I draw on the power of the land. Or and I myself. Do a, and I do a vague symbolic thing. Yeah. Or I believe in myself. Yeah. But Which is more of a weatherwax thing. But less dumb-sounding than that. Well, dull. Well, specifically because they specifically address that. The idea of believing in yourself. That's stupid. You need to work hard. Well, saying that, I'm mostly specifically thinking of that book where they go to... Genua? Genua? Genua. I think Genua? it is. And they fight Weatherwax's sister, Lillian? Yeah, she never gets mentioned ever again. But, like, you know, they're in that, like, crazy, like, void of mirrors. And it's like, you have to find the real one. And Weatherwax is like, that's easy, it's me. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily believing in yourself so much as I know what I know and I will it's... believe what is in front of me. Practicality. I would say s- not self-determination. Practicality! Strength of-, strength of will. There you go, strength of will, practicality. They have strong willpower. They don't necessarily, oh, <laughs> believe in yourself and you can accomplish your dreams. No, it's, it's more, I don't care what you're telling me, I can see what is happening. Weatherwax tends to be more... I know that I am the best because I've worked real fucking hard to be the best. It's true. I didn't fucking believe in myself. I went out and worked hard. It's true. I know I'm the best. <laughs> you should read The Sea and Little Fishes. Okay. It's a short story. It's by the wax one. Okay, that was the end of my list of wizards, but then you wanted to add more wizards? You wanted to add Dragon Age wizards. Dragon Age! I guess Dragon Age wizards... Mostly because I'm remembering what was my voice is going. I'm wondering <laughs> if we should explain Dragon Age Wizards, but we've talked about Dragon Age so much on this podcast. Well, I'm about to do that. Like, like literally, literally right now. If you don't know about Dragon Age, I don't think you're having a fun time on this podcast. Yeah. Because I think it's brought up in the book. The book that we have. Like, the, the World of Thetis. Oh, it's world called of World of Thetis, right? Yeah, the yeah. big collection of lore that Dark Horse put out. Yeah, I think they do actually cover in the section about either the circle or just lyrium or magic in general, that when they made wizards, they kind of took the idea of, like, you know, all, like, these, like, powerful, respected, like, you know, up in their towers, like, doing their magic, blah, 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 and they tried to make it something different, which is something that I Mm. really like about the Dragon Age universe, is the fact that instead of being, like, these... Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, like, exactly. like big, like high on mighty, like, you know, powerful at the sides of kings kind of people in st- mages, mages know. slash wizards in the Dragon Age universe are like constantly afraid, like, you know, isolated people because they can't actually trust magic, which yeah. I always found very interesting. And it's something that's obviously frequently and not almost constantly used as a plot device in the Dragon Age. Well, universe. it's pretty much a driving plot of it is two and three. Yes, and uh, that, yeah, what you said is probably right because it sounds familiar. Because I know they talk about doing the same thing with elves, <coughs> where they make elves the dying. Yeah, race. like elves are more instead of being like you know these elegant, tall, like proud people, like they've lost their heritage. Dwarfs are basically dwarfs, though. Yeah, dwarves are dwarfs. 
they think, run the ground and they mine. I think all that they did for dwarves, if I remember what I read correctly, was that they made them be political. Like Orzammar. Oh, yeah. Or the Orzammar politics. What they did with dwarves, because you can't do too much. Even then, that all goes away after the first game. Yeah, they made dwarves incredibly political. That's how they kind of... Because, I mean, when I think of traditional, like, D&D dwarves, or very, I think of Lord of the Rings They're very dwarves, miners and fighting focused. Yeah, they're very simple. Whereas, dwar like, Orzammar dwarves... Have the very complex. conniving, very political, very driven, like... That would stand out more if they hadn't made every race... Well, just humans. Cathenarum... Like, all of Ferelden, all of fake France, or Lay, mm. like, all of humanity is... Dwarfs would be... I, I think it would stand out more as dwarfs as being the conniving political, you know, guys, if humans weren't also the conniving political guys. It Yeah, like, I feel like it would be actually, like, way more interesting if dwarves kind of were more included in the politics of the Dragon Age universe. But unfortunately, it's an incredibly, if not almost completely, human-centric well, thing. Well, dwarves are very in also very insular. They are. They're incredibly. Like, I think at, to the point where, like... Which is a bit of a standard thing, I feel, in Actually, fantasy. yeah, they, there is, like, kind of this, like... Because isn't it, isn't it something that's brought up when you're doing, like, that whole, um, like, Balin versus Harrowmont thing? Like, the very traditional ones, like, won't even let traitors from the outside world in. Yeah. Because, like, like there's some, like, really old, like, traditionalist dwarven thing, like, if you see the sky or something, like, you lose your soul or something like that. I don't remember exactly. But yeah. it seems right. I feel like dwarves being very traditional, that seems like a very standard thing as well. Although I might be just be thinking of Terry Pratchett, Discworld Dwarfs. Though I never realized, apparently a lot of inter people interpret it as being Jewish. Which I never realized. Until I read, um, uh, Raising Steam. Where I was like, oh yeah! Except they're also, they said these days they read more as uh, Muslim than Jewish, but yeah, still as well. As much as dwarfs, they're very, in this world, they're very strongly, they have the whole thing very tradition, tradition-based. And now they have the problem of all these dwarfs that have moved to the city, and they're like, yeah, it's good that they do the traditions back in the homeland, but I'm just here to make money and get on with my job. And there's the big concern about, are our kids too, becoming too, more porkian slash western and losing to traditional values in our cultural heritage but Frank terry says he didn't intend it's just like oh yeah that's just how this that worked out <laughs> he didn't deliberately write them to be jewish or anything they just kind of naturally read that way i guess i mean i i read them as kind of just like insanely traditional as much as i would consider like any kind of like, I, w I wouldn't read them specifically as Jewish or Muslim or anything like that. I definitely just read them as traditionalists. Well, I'm not saying they are Muslim, I'm just saying it's a very easy uh, yeah, metaphor can, to read. You can, like, but saying that, I can definitely see how you would, but I definitely wouldn't read it and come to that conclusion on my own. I'm going to very quickly explain Wizards in Dragon Age, because we didn't... Yeah, we did. No, I'm going to say TLDR, Wizards... In Dragon Age, um, wizards get, there's a high chance they'll get possessed by spirits and turn into horrible demon things. Abomination. Yeah, I was using general terms. Wizards are, apart from being very powerful, there's a chance that they might get possessed and turn into demons. And high chance. So, wizards are kind of locked up in towers for their own protection and also everyone else's. But for their own protection, they have these things called Templars. 
who are like an order of soldiers who, if a wizard looks like he's gonna get possessed, they'll just step in and like stab him and kill him. And the big, not in the first game, but at least in Dragon Age 2 and 3, the, a big part of the central driving conflict is, you know, we're wizards. It's not fair that just because we're born as wizards, we have to live in basically these prisons with these guards who are constantly looking to slit our throats at any minute. Mm, that was a big thing in 2. Oh, yeah. Which, uh... I will say, the one thing I don't like is... It's a thing that happens a lot in video games, where technically the Templars aren't wrong, because a lot of the mages you see in this in that game do end up turning into, like, fucking getting possessed by demons. Mm. But... Templars tend to be written as so cartoonishly evil. Except for Colin, but, you know, yeah, he's, he's always meant to be on like your the, side. He's like the one. Otherwise, all the other Templars are so cartoonishly, We have to kill all the mages! No, I mean, there are a few in Dragon Age 2 that help. There's like, I have one or two. Mm-hmm. The stand, the most of them seem to be, and especially Meredith, especially the lead hey, Templar in 2. Hey, Colin joins the Templars sometimes, depending on your playthrough. No, he's always a Templar. Does it? Is he? Cullen, yeah. No, shit, sorry. Carver. Yeah. Carver. Yeah, but Carver sucks. <sighs> I don't know. I played like ten minutes of a mage playthrough and was like, oh god, I have to have this shitty guy as my sibling? No thanks. Bethany's cool. Bethany is cool, but I appreciate both of the Hawk siblings for like completely different reasons. I also don't like playing as a mage as my main character. I love mages. I'd rather have the mages as support. I prefer to be able to get, take fucking damage in combat. I don't like playing as a character that isn't me in combat, because then why do I need to have a me at all? <laughs> if I'm not going to play as my Inquisitor, why do I even need an Inquisitor? Why don't I just have a game that has no Inquisitor and I just play as Varric and Sarah and Iron Bull and Vivian? Vivian's a cool mage. I don't know what you mean. I still don't understand what you mean. I don't like playing as a mage as my main character, and in combat in Dragon Age, I don't like playing as not my character. Oh. Like, I never just switch to the mage characters and let my character be controlled by the computer, because, like, that's my character. Yeah. If I'm not going to play my character, then why is my character there? Yeah, I guess. Whereas I like playing wizards because I like standing in the back. Like I said, I like standing in the back and yeah. throwing around a lot of damage. Exploiting that glitch in Dragon Age 1 where you can cast... Fireball through walls! Yeah, you can just target area effect spells through a wall. It's so good! You can, like, just swivel it around, and you can, like, you know, highlight all of the enemies that are on the other side of the door. Yeah, and even if you don't cast the spell, you can still put the targeting circle through the wall, and it'll highlight enemies as you move over, so you can tell exactly how many enemies are on the other side of the wall. Yep. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, I eliminated a lot of uh, swarms of skeletons that way, because you can also cast area of effect spells, like Tempest and Firestorm, like, through walls as well. Mages look really dumb in Dragon Age 1 when they're casting spells. Where they do that thing where they put put their arms above their head and wave them back and forth a little bit. Yeah. And then in 2 they got awesome. Yeah, in 2 they realized how slow the combat was. So now everybody, instead of attacking, like, stab, stab. Everyone's like, stab, 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 stab. Including the mages. Who are just, like, twirling their fucking staffs around like batons, shooting fireballs off everywhere. And then in Inquisition, if nothing else we can admit, Combat looks good. Man, the shows a the lot of movement it, and like the stuff you can do and like the actual like powers and attacks, like they look good. I wish Dragon Age wasn't doing this stupid branch and choose your own storyline thing. Especially because they keep making more Dragon Ages. 
come on, now we're going to look at Dragon Age 4, where they have to write the main story around there may or may not be a circle of mages. There may or may not be two circles of mages. You may or may not have abolished the Templars. Also, Solus. No, I'm pretty sure he's alive no matter what you do. We're not talking about those spoilers. But, like, Dragon Age as a setting has kind of had its core built around mages, and now, because you can choose your own adventure, there's so many possible, in theory, combinations of what the social status quo for mages can be in that world, but uh, now they have to write them all to be basically exactly the same thing. I mean, the whole thing with Bioware games has always been that you can, like, choose options, though, but for the same reason that I like Hawk, like, they wrote you a character and you played them, and I liked that. Yeah. I would be okay if they kind of took more control over their story, but, like, people, a lot of people play Bioware games for the choice. Yeah. I just think it makes for bad long-term storytelling. If you are having to write a story that can fit with, like, you know, a hundred different possibilities. Well, I don't know. Maybe because they keep making them, maybe as they go, they'll look, kind of narrow down the story options a bit more look, for what they want Look to how dumb it was with the Warden in Drain Inquisition. Oh, so disappointed my Warden. Because your, uh, your main character from Dragon Age 1 may or may not be alive in Dragon Age 3. So they had to come up with the fucking most weak-ass explanation for where your character is. Also, in Dragon Age 1, you didn't have a voiced protagonist. Honestly, I would have been totally fucking happy with, like, my warden showing up, but someone constantly speaking for them. So I got like, to... oh, yes, warden, you have a good point. We should definitely, like, you know, patrol the barracks or something. Well, like the warden's, uh, Harold? Sure. Harold the giraffe in the help van? <laughs> it's that puppet whispering in that puppeteer's ear, like, what's that, Harold? Oh, we're gonna watch a video. Yeah, I would have been totally okay with that. I don't even care. I don't care. <laughs> you can you can make a face all you want. I would have been completely okay with that. Oh, the explanation of where your warden is so dumb and pointless. Yeah, kind of. Like, they're, your they're warden even... doesn't even achieve what they set out to do. Like, yeah. Like, you as the Inquisitor end up doing it. So, they're... like, why the fuck isn't the warden there with you? Yeah, the warden's off in another country investigating something that you solve yourself. So dumb. And then the whole thing with the old god soul just nothing's gonna come of that i mean the one that's in that kid maybe? which flemeth took and then did, it? did she yeah i only played this once i don't remember the finer details and then solace kills flemeth so oh. it's just like oh well there goes two old god souls so oh, man. nothing ever comes of that then now i gotta remember to put a spoiler warning for inquisition in the show oh notes. fucking whatever it's been out for like a year don't be a dick about spoilers <laughs> Because you don't care about any spoilers for anything. Yeah. Genuinely surprised you haven't gone on Wikipedia to just look up what happens next in Attack on Titan. Honestly, I've been tempted. What the hell was that? That was something upstairs. Ugh, fucking upstairs neighbors making all that noise again. Doing that weird rhythmic thumping at 7 in the morning again today. God, I don't even know what the hell they're doing. What could be thumping that much that early in the morning? That rhythmically. And like a slow rhythm. You look like you're about to fall asleep in your mind tea. Are you wizard out? Are you wizard out? Sure. I can't think of any more wizards, so I'm done. Uh, did you want to talk about Jedis? Well, Jedis and Sith are basically just space wizards. Well, they kind of were. Obi-Wan in the original Obi-Wan and Yoda in the original trilogy were wizards. And then they turned into crazy backflipping sword guys. 
Yeah. They don't, I play a lot of Tor, though, so, they don't, you know. They don't so much do magic anymore as they run around with swords and sometimes shoot lightning. I also play a lot of Tor, where there are very explicit, like, wizard classes. Yeah. It's because it's fake D&D. Yeah. Nod. Yep. Yeah. I think we're tapped out on wizard talk, folks. Alright, we're done. Uh, no, we're not done. I gotta, I gotta remember to do the outro stuff. Which is? Which is that you can find this and all our other episodes at knightsofpodcast.com. That's Knights of a K. You can find our other show, The A to Z of Film. Uh, I don't think it's actually updated in like six months, maybe getting close to a year. I swear to God, maybe in the next month we're going to do an episode. Maybe. Maybe we might get around to it. Uh, you can also you can find me on Twitter at, and I'm on Tumblr at. We're on Tumblr at knightsofpodcast.tumblr.com. Probably, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Look, go to knightsofpodcast.com, and there's some contact info on there. Click them links. Also, you might have to put the www at the front of the website address. I don't know why. I still haven't looked into resolving that issue. Okay. Now we're done. Adventures, pack up your fucking adventuring kits and get back out there into the woods. This week's music was Rise of Kuros by Brendan Strader from ocremix.org.